0: You're listening to the Vine Podcast, episode number 52. Have you ever had someone assume that your blog was just a hobby? Maybe sometimes you walk the line between it being a hobby and a business. But in today's episode, I'm sharing some things that you need to do in order to take your hobby blog and turn it into a business. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience. But building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Welcome back friends. I am just so excited that you are tuning in today. It has been quite a while for me since I have sat down and recorded an episode and so I feel like I am shaking off the rest a little bit. I'm pretty sure I said that in last week's episode, but that is just how this season of business has been for me. But I am just so glad that you are tuning in today and if you are new to the podcast, I am just very thankful that Somehow, someway, you found this podcast, and I really, truly hope that you enjoy it. Now, again, if you're new here, I just want to quickly introduce myself. My name is Madison Wetherill, and I am a web designer for food bloggers. I've been working pretty much exclusively with food bloggers for the last two years, but even before that, for the last five years, I have been working on WordPress web development and really just been completely immersed in the food blogging world, and so it has been such a amazing ride and a blessing to just really dive into the food blogger world and focus fully on serving that clientele. I tell people this all the time, but it is so different designing websites for other industries than it is for designing a website or a brand for a food blog. And I think there was a lot of intimidation for me when I first wanted to kind of niche down and really focus on serving this specific community and really not any other industry or niche. And it has just been way more than worth it to really focus in and just really know the trends and what is, you know, going on in the food blogger world. And so, I am extremely happy to be in this industry and I'm glad that you are here listening to this podcast. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit more off the cuff and sort of like we are sitting down and drinking a cup of coffee, or maybe we're sitting over a glass of wine and just discussing what it's like to be running a business. And I know for so many of you, sometimes people assume that your business is flexible, that it is something that can just be pushed to the side and is not as important as maybe a traditional nine to five. And so if you've been feeling that way and if you've been feeling the pull to take your business and really take it from a hobby to a business where you are really making strategic decisions, you are focusing on things that are going to grow your traffic and grow your income, then I hope that you'll tune in today and I think this episode is going to be eye-opening in some ways, but Like I said, I just hope this feels like we are sitting over a cup of coffee and just chatting about what business is like right now. This is one of my favorite things to do in my real life, whether that's talking about business or marriage or just something else that's going on in the world. But I just love being able to connect in that way. And so I am just excited to dive into this topic. So I can remember for the first few years of my business, maybe the first three, maybe even four years of my business, that I took it a lot more seriously than most people did. And I think even now, I still struggle with people not understanding the whole work from home and stay at home with my kids and really just assuming that my business is less than a business. They don't really understand that it is something that really takes over most of my week and that is not a bad thing necessarily but it is just it's a huge part of my life and it's not always something that people that especially are not in the entrepreneur or the food blogging world understand and so i think for a lot of you you may feel that way too maybe for you you know that you have so much potential in your blog and you have so much potential to create an income that maybe sustains your family or just provides some extra cushion but you're having a hard time getting past the perception that other people have of your business and what they assume that your business is like. So the first real step that you can take in turning your blog from a hobby to a business is that you have to take it seriously before anyone else is going to. And this is something that I really had to realize, especially once I had kids, because I found that anyone and everyone just kind of assumed that my business could just move aside and other things could be a priority. And there are definitely things that need to be a priority over your business. And so it wasn't just that, but mostly it was just that people assumed that like rescheduling a doctor's appointment or meeting with a friend for lunch, that the tasks that I had in my business, the blog posts that I was working on, that those things could just be pushed to the side if something else more important came along. And what I found is that This was actually stemming from the way that I talked about my business and the way that I explained what I did to other people. In the way that I was describing it to people, I was actually making it seem like it was less important than it actually was to me. I was making it seem like that was the case, that because I worked from home, my schedule could just change if something else that was more exciting came up for me. And so it really took me a couple of years to realize that I had to set those boundaries and that no one else was going to set them for me. And truthfully, no one else should have set those boundaries for me because it was my business. And so as soon as I really started setting work hours for myself, I started talking about deadlines that I had coming up or really just sharing freely about the things that I was working on for both my blog and my design business. I started to notice a shift in the way that people talked about my business or just respected the time that I had set aside to work on my business. So you really have to decide what you want your business to look like, what you want it to be. How often do you want to work? How many blog posts do you want to create? Because until you decide these things for yourself, it's going to be really easy for you to get walked all over. And there is nothing malicious usually behind this when other people do this to you. It's just simply that they don't understand let's be honest, being an entrepreneur is totally different than having a regular job. When you have a job, you have an expectation of the hours that you clock in and you clock out. You have an expectation of the work that gets done within a certain amount of time, and it gets put away after that time is over. And that is not how the entrepreneur world or the blogging world works at all. If we're not careful to set boundaries, we can constantly be working and constantly be thinking about our blogs. And so it's easy for people to assume that, it's different than a job and it is different than a job, but until you start setting those boundaries and really taking it seriously as if it were a job and as if there were consequences for missing deadlines, then nobody else is going to take it seriously either. And one last just tidbit on this is I feel like a lot of people feel like they can't take it seriously until they make money with it. And I find that this mentality can actually really drag out the time it takes you to make money with your blog. If you are constantly assuming that money is going to validate your need to work on your blog, then it's going to take longer for that to happen because in your mind and in your mindset, it's still a hobby to you. It's still something that can be flexible. Instead of treating it truly like a job in the sense that there are expectations for you and things have to get done. And if they don't get done, there are consequences for it. Now luckily most of the time the consequences are really just between you and yourself. There aren't necessarily drastic consequences for missing a blog post deadline unless it's for a client. But most of the time your readers aren't going to notice. Only you will notice, but until that's enough motivation for you, it's going to be really hard for other people to see your blog as the business that you want it to be or that it truly is already. I just want you to realize that regardless of if your blogging income is $0 or $100,000, what you are doing has value and even if there is not a monetary value to it, you have a story to tell and you have a gift to share with your audience and that does not change based on the amount of income that you make. So don't tie your worth and the value of your blog to the amount of income that you are making and just please don't let that be the thing that holds you back from really taking your blog seriously and treat it like it's a business, even if it's a business that isn't making money yet. Okay, so my second tip for focusing on your blog like it's a business and not a hobby is to figure out what you're focusing on right now and not get distracted by the rest of the shiny objects that you will inevitably find all over the food blogging world. Now, this one is really hard for me because I am someone who loves to experiment and I love to try new things. And so it's very hard for me to not get distracted by the things that come up as the new things to try out. But what I have found is that it's really hard to do a lot of things well, especially before you really have a grasp on what you're doing. So what I mean here is that if you are trying to post regularly to Facebook and be on Instagram stories or Instagram reels because that's the newest thing that came out, and you're also trying to be on TikTok and you wanna start a YouTube channel, you're going to either burn out really quickly or you're going to make very little progress in all of those places. Instead, what you should do is really focus on one area and focus on learning all that you can about that one particular area or platform or whatever it is until you start to add something else in the mix. What this does is it's going to really allow you to make progress and see progress in what you're doing instead of feeling like you are just spinning your wheels and really not seeing any traction in anything. It is also really gonna help you to see what is worth your time. Maybe you try Instagram Reels for a month, for example, and you find that your engagement isn't increasing or your audience just really isn't liking that type of content. Well, now you know that you can move on and not focus on creating that content. Again, with the example of being in all the places, if you're posting one reel a week and the rest of your time that week is focused on being in all the places, you're really not going to be able to tell whether something is working or not. But if you put all of your eggs in one basket for a short amount of time, maybe it's two weeks or a month, then you're really going to know whether or not it was effective. My next tip for really taking your blog seriously and helping it to move from a hobby blog to a business blog is To be willing to invest in yourself and your business. Now this can really take a lot of forms and it doesn't necessarily mean that you are spending money on your blog, especially when you are not making money. However, I am a really firm believer in focusing on what you are best at and letting someone else handle the rest. So that could mean that you hire someone to help you with SEO. Maybe you do not love food photography, so you hire a photographer to help you with your photos. Maybe it's branding or design that you are not good at and you stress out over. And hiring someone to help you with those things can really let you focus on the things that you are good at. But apart from just hiring out certain tasks within your business, this also comes down to being willing to invest the time. I know for food bloggers, there is just always something more to do. And really that is just anyone in the entrepreneur space. I never run out of things to do or ideas to run with. It is just a never-ending cycle. But when I talk about being willing to invest in yourself, what I mean is really taking your blog seriously and being willing to invest the time, the mental energy, and maybe even the financial resources into your business, even if it is not making money yet. This can also mean investing in education for your business. And I go back to the last point that I talked about, which is to focus on one thing at a time. So maybe in terms of education for your business, you put all of your learning time into one specific topic rather than trying to learn all the things. I talked about this a lot when I hosted the Food Blogger Summit back in February, but if you Never prioritize what you're learning and you never implement what you're learning, you're just simply not going to get any further along. You're going to look back a year ago or two years ago when you were working on the exact same thing in your blog. And I really think this comes down to prioritizing and making the time to put into action what you are learning. Now, I may be speaking from personal experience here because I am notorious for learning things and kind of putting them in my brain but not actually taking the specific actions that i'm learning whether that's from a podcast or a course and so i'm telling you to do what i say and not what i do in this situation because i think it is so important to prioritize the actions that you need to take to move your business forward and not just the investment of education and time but really taking what you're learning and putting it into action It's something that I've really been working on over the last probably six to eight months within my business is really taking action on things. But if you are someone who struggles with that, then I would really just highly encourage you to do more of that in your business. Do less learning and more implementing of what you are learning. Because if you are just constantly learning new strategies and learning new things, but you're never doing them, then the time that you're spending learning it really becomes useless. My next piece of advice is to experiment and try new things. Now, in the online space, there is never any shortage of new things coming out, whether that's a new platform or a new strategy. And I highly recommend experimenting and trying new things. But again, this comes with a grain of salt because I do not want you to try all of the new things, but maybe try one new thing a quarter, maybe experimenting with adding in one new platform or trying out YouTube for six months, but really just giving yourself the freedom and the space to be willing to try something that may not work. Now, this is so hard for food bloggers, especially because our time is very scarce. And really that comes down to everybody. But I feel like especially in the food blogger space, it can be really easy to think that if you try something new and it doesn't work, you could have been producing more content. And producing content is by far one of the most important things that you have to do as a food blogger. But you have to remember that you also have to get that content out in front of new people. So experimenting with a different platform or a different strategy for something like Pinterest Or Facebook is really important to see what gets traction, especially when you are just getting started with your blog. Maybe it doesn't have the full income that you would like it to have, or you're really growing that. It's a lot easier to experiment with things now when the risk is a little bit less, versus if you are getting. You know, 80 to 90% of your traffic from Pinterest, you are not going to want to try new experiments there because of the effect it could have on your bottom line. And so when you are growing your blog and you are really trying to take it from that hobby blog to a business, this is the perfect time to experiment because you just never know what may take off and where your audience might be hiding. Right along with that point of experimenting and trying new things is that you need to routinely audit what is working and what is not. I don't even want to think about the amount of time that I wasted on strategies or things that were not working to grow my blog, but I was so set on just sticking to it and seeing if it was going to work that I wasted a lot of time being on things like Facebook or trying group boards on Pinterest, all of these strategies that just never worked for my business. And so you really need to set aside this time, whether it's on a monthly or quarterly or even yearly basis to just review all the things that you're doing to try to grow your food blog or increase your income or connect more with your audience and make sure that those things are working. And if they're not, be willing to let them go. There is really no value in holding on to things that are doing nothing to move your business forward. It is only going to hold you back in the long run. Now, my final tip for really taking your blog from a hobby to a business is that eventually you need to start making money with your blog. And I put this last because I do not think that this is the most important thing in terms of taking your blog seriously and treating it like it's a business. However, from a technical standpoint with the IRS and things like that, you do have to make money in order for it to be a business. If it's not making money, then it is just a hobby. And so when you think about taking your blog from a hobby to a business, at some point it needs to make money. And so I want you to just think about how you're going to do that. I've talked about this a few times on different podcast episodes, but I really just want you to think about what your strategy is going to be. I want you to think about whether or not you're going to run ads on your blog or you want to do affiliate marketing or brand partnerships, or maybe you have a dream to have a physical or digital product whatever your idea is for monetizing, I just want you to have that in the back of your head and to know that that's the direction that you're going because then you can make very strategic decisions about what you're doing with your blog now that is going to get you to that space later on. For example, if you know you're gonna wanna run ads, you can look at what the minimum threshold is for the ad networks that you want to work with and you can make a plan for getting there. You can start treating yourself and your business as if it's already making money from ads in order to really motivate yourself to get to that place where it really is making that money that you want it to make. Or if you're wanting to do affiliate marketing, you can know that you need to be building up a loyal audience who is going to trust your recommendations for products and be willing to buy them when you recommend them. The same thing goes for brand partnerships and digital and physical products. You really need to be building up that audience so that you can know that they're going to buy what you tell them to buy. And this is not in a negative or sleazy way. This is really just understanding who your audience is and knowing what they want from you. And that is what you're going to be able to use in order to make those products, sell those digital products, or have those brand partnerships where the brand really feels connected to your audience because you are so into with what they want and who they are so even if you're not making money with your blog right now i want you to start treating it as if you were what decisions would you make if you were making money with your blog and i will say that i have had so many people reach out to me about branding or even some of my smaller designer for a day packages where they're not making a ton of money from their blog, but they know that they need to make this investment in order to take it to the next level. For some of my clients, they really know that investing in a website is the way for them to go from a hobby blog to a business, to really treat it like a business because they have put money down and they've invested into the success and the future of their business. So what decisions would you make if you were making money with your blog, whether that's $50 a month or $500 a month or even more? What decisions would you make and why not start making those right now? What investments would you make into your business? Can you make those investments now? At the end of the day, you really just have to have goals for your blog and to just know the direction that it is going. I think for me, with my blog, I just... Kept wanting to grow it, but I never put a number to what that meant. I never knew the direction my blog was going to go. And ultimately, I think that's one of the reasons why it didn't grow the way that I wanted it to. I didn't have strategic goals set and I wasn't treating it like the business that it could have been. So I hope that this episode has again, felt like a coffee chat between the two of us, I hope that you are feeling motivated regardless of what stage your business is in, whether it truly is a hobby and you're not making income from it, or whether it's a business but you're struggling with other people taking it seriously the way that you do. Regardless, I hope that you've learned a couple of strategies, and I wanted to mention once again, like I did in last week's episode, that next week I have a really, really exciting episode coming out. You're going to be hearing from a handful of food blogging experts who are going to be sharing their best tips for for you as a food blogger and so you are not going to want to miss that episode so make sure you hit subscribe so that you are the first to get that alert that that new episode is out it is going to be so good these experts have so much wisdom to share with you and there's going to be a really exciting announcement that comes with that episode so i can't wait for you to hear it i would love to know your biggest takeaway from this episode i'd love to know where you're at with your business on that scale of hobby to business go ahead and head over to Instagram at Grace and Vine and send me a message and let me know what resonated the most with you about this episode, especially when I do episodes like this that are just a little bit different. I really love to know if they resonate with you guys or if you prefer the more practical strategies that I give in most of my other episodes. But for now, it felt like we were just hanging out tonight, sitting over a cup of coffee, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to subscribe for next week's episode. It is going to be so good, you guys. Until then, I will talk to you soon.